All right, welcome to the newest episode of the Broadway Baby and the Musical Maniac. This is our first technically live taping in front of a studio audience. We're in a, we're in a theater. We're in a theater, a real live theater. Uh, There's a red curtain and everything. Oh yeah, something familiar, something da da da, something <laughs> for everyone. Nailed it. Anna Richard tonight. <laughs> okay, all right. I do have our theme song pulled up. I had to rechange, rewrite the lyrics. So, is everyone ready for this? Of course. She's just a Broadway baby. And he's a musical maniac Each episode they sit right back And watch a new show Oh, this Broadway duo Is sad to hear the passing of The musical writing god Of Stephen Sondheim So, we want to take a step to make a tribute to him to watch the shows he wrote to otherwise promote the genius he is until after we see each one of Sondheim's shows only then we'll truly know the glory of his music, writing tunes as well as lyrics to make a damn good podcast show. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, how's the audience doing tonight? Ready for some Sondheim? I'll just do a brief history before we start the feature presentation. Sunday in the Park with George is a musical with music and lyrics, you guessed it, written by Stephen Sondheim and book by James Lapine. Inspired, <laughs> inspired, inspired by the French uh, pointillist painter George Seurat, his painting of A Sunday Afternoon on the Island of La Grande Jolte. And the plot actually revolves around George, who is a fictionalized character of the real person, George Seurat, who immerses himself deeply into his painting masterpiece. And his great-grandson actually makes an appearance, happens to also be named George. And he is a conflicted and cynical contemporary artist because he's in 1984. <laughs> That's the year the Broadway show came out. Yes. Yes, everyone. Ooh. It won the 1985 Pulitzer Prize for Drama and two Tony Awards for Design and a nomination for Best Musical, but famously, I believe, La Caja Falls won. And Jerry Herman was like, this proves that um, the old-fashioned musical is better than the modernized one. And then Sondheim was like, okay, girl, okay. <laughs> Chill. 
Chill, chill. Yes, Lacage is a good musical, but I think artistically this one is the more supreme musical. So I understand why people are like, mm. I'll just run down the productions we get. We have Off Broadway at the Playwrights Horizon with Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. And that was July 83, ran for 25 performances. And only the first act was performed. So they didn't even have the second act yet. Yeah, interesting. But then it did transfer to Broadway with the full play. April 2nd, 1984 at the Booth Theater. Booth Theater is what had... Is that where Lincoln was shot? No, no, no. That's Ford's Theater. Um, Ford's Theater is where Lincoln was shot. Common, common mistake. I will say that the Booth Theater had Next to Normal, and we covered that play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it wasn't until May 2nd, 1984, that the second act was finalized. So they had been open a month in previews on Broadway until they had finished the second act. So there you go. That was only a few days before it really opened. Lapine directed Patankin and Peters starred, and it had mixed critical responses. It's... Considered a brilliant artistic achievement for Sondheim, and it was nominated for 10 awards. Like I said, it only won the two. And uh, uh, see, it says here on the Wikipedia, Jerry Herman's Lakasha Falls won, and in the acceptance speech, Herman told the audience that simple, hummable tunes were still alive on Broadway. <laughs> a remark some perceived to be criticism towards Sondheim's pointillistic score. Herman later denied those allegations, saying, no, that was not my intention, but mm, okay. Sunday still won the New York Drama Critics Circle Award for Outstanding Musical, and Sondheim and Lapine did get that um, Pulitzer Prize for drama, so that's awesome. In 1994, the original cast of Sunday returned to Broadway for a 10th anniversary concert, which was a benefit for Friends Indeed. Because if you're a friend in need, you're a friend indeed. Uh, in London, it was 1990, and then they did a 2005 revival in London. 2008, they had a revival on Broadway. I think 2017... Was that the Jake Gyllenhaal? I was going to say the 2017... Jake Gyllenhaal, he's a cutie. He's yeah. So the 2017 revival is what Devin in our audience is mentioning. Jake Gyllenhaal and Annalie Ashford. Oh, you know her. She's in that show right now called Be Positive on CBS, where she has Be Positive blood. You know the only CBS show I watch is Survivor right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. So that's the famous production that Devin knows. It's Jay Gyllenhaal and Emily Ashford. Obviously, there have been Kennedy Center performances, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think we need to get the ball rolling, get into this musical. What do you all say? Let's watch it. Woo, let's watch it. So grab your popcorn. Grab your drinks. This is the first time we've done this, Anna. Yes. yes. And the last. <laughs> well, yeah, depending on Devin's schedule, she, she's so graciously hosting us. You're welcome anytime. Wonderful. And we have also roommate Shelby in the audience. Hi, Nelly. <laughs> often, often mentioned, rarely involved. But now I am. 
Now you're here. She's still here. Look who's here. We might do we might do karaoke here since we have the mics and everything. Yeah. Oh, totally. All right. So we're gonna start the musical and watch it, and then we'll be right back. Bye. All right, so that was the live introduction to our in-person podcast where we watched in front of people, with people, and in front of them. Sunday in the Park with George. So this is like, since the listening audience couldn't be there in the room with us as we were watching it, this is us filling in the audience what we watched as we go, and then we can tune back in at the end back to the live show portion of the podcast. Yay. <laughs> I know. A lot of explanation. Make, making it work. We got to make it work. It's an audio medium, you know? That's what they tell me. That's what I hear. So visually, we watched Act 1 begin. We saw a white stage, and then Mandy Patinkin was like, bring out the stage, do-do-do-do-do. And, you know, the trees started forming, and the grass came in, you could see the water, and he was literally painting a picture of the setting of Act One. Yes. Yeah, and that takes place in 1884. George Surratt, known as George, he's sketching and studying for his painting a Sunday afternoon on the island of La Grande Jatte. And he announces to the audience, white, a blank page, do, 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 or canvas. The challenge, bring order to the whole through design, composition, tension, balance, light, and harmony. So he's building this park, and then all of a sudden you see his longtime mistress, Dot, modeling for him, despite her frustration at having to get up early on a Sunday. Do you know what that means? Yeah, I mean, I understand the frustration. <laughs> totally. Totally, which leads us right into this little ditty of a number, which I'd be remiss if I didn't try to sing a portion. Ooh, it's so fast. Oh, it's so fast. It's so good. It's so good. George, why is it you always have to sit in the shade while I stand in the sun? Hello, George. There's someone in this dress. A trickle of sweat. The back of the head. He always does this. Now the foot is dead. Sunday in the park with George. One more. The color is damp. Beginning to pinch. The bustle is slipping. I won't budge one inch. Who was at the zoo, George? Who was at the zoo? The monkeys and who, George? The monkeys and who? Don't move. Artists are bizarre, fixed, cold. That's you, George. You're bizarre, fixed, cold. I like it in a man, fixed, cold. God, it's hot up here. Well, there are worse things than staring at the water on a Sunday. 
There are worse things than staring at the water as you're posing for a picture after sleeping on the ferry, after getting up at seven to come over on an island in the middle of a river, half an hour from the city on a Sunday. On a Sunday in the park with George. So that's Yay. how. That's how we meet George and Dot, basically. You get the whole and premise. What a Sondheim, so- Sondheim song. Yes. What a, what a great song. It's so very him. Very Sondheim. You can hear Into the Woods type of stuff about it. Mm-hmm. You can hear just, he loves to do a list. He's a, he's mm-hmm. a master of the list song. And yeah, so that has, oh yeah. He's just like, you know sleeping on a ferry after getting up at seven in the middle of the water on an island in the country. I love singing a list of complaints. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's very, very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> so, as and we... I love... This is the song, right, where in the original version, her dress stays with the stage. Yeah. And she meanders about the stage wearing her undergarments. Well, yeah. basically a full dress. Right. And then in the newer version, she just like the, sorry, it's not like really a newer version. The newer production with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ainsley. Was that An- Annalie Ashford. Annalie. Okay. Ainsley, you know, super close. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and she just like takes the, her jacket down and it just becomes a part of her dress. And then she pulls it back up. Which right. I thought both of those are really cool, but I like the way they changed it and made it less structural. Yeah, because in the Bernadette Peters version, her dress, like you said, is kind of like a cage and it stays yeah. on the stage while she dances around in her skivvies. And um, Annalie Ashford's is a very modern costume yeah. change to signify that oh, when I take off this jacket and it becomes part of my dress and I'm doing this interpretive dance, George doesn't see that. That's all in my head. And then when I put that bodice back on, oh, now I'm back being in real life. I'm still posing for George. Yeah, I really like it. Good good crowd effect. Totally. And it is after this song that we see more regulars Arriving at the park, there's the old lady and the nurse, and there's the German coachman Franz, and then also there's Rude Bathers that ends up becoming one of his paintings called The Bathers at Asneres. I'm not good at pronouncing any of it. Yeah, none of it. (laughs) No. So then there's a gallery, and you see Jules, a a successful artist and a friend of George's, and his wife, Yvonne. And they're like, oh, there's no life in this, yada, yada, yada. Okay, so we're starting to meet this cast of characters. And then, you know, George promises to take a dot to the Follies. She's so excited about it. So they're in the park, and oh, you'll, you'll take me to the Follies tonight. It'll be great. So later, the old lady that's with the nurse is revealed to be George Surratt's mother. 
Yes. Yeah. And George is like, may I paint you? Can I draw you? And she's like, no. Because I feel not like... Not today. She, not today. It's too hot. It's too hot. <laughs> I feel like she has some kind of Alzheimer's, which they kind of play up because George is painting the park and he's like, no, that tree shouldn't go there. And he erases it. And then she's like, nurse, where's that tree? Where'd it go? And she's like, don't be silly. There was no tree there. You're wrong. Right. But we're led to believe that George deleted it and she remembered it was there. And mm-hmm. But it just makes her sound a little cuckoo. Right. But the fact that she's hanging out with a nurse in a park really ages her a bit. Yeah, that she has a need to have a nurse care for her. Right. So there's the boatman with the dog, you know, and the boatman is like, ah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then George ends up not taking her to the Follies, and that makes Dot really sad. Yeah. Is that when Dot has her great song about if her legs were a bit longer? Oh, yeah. So she's like looking in the mirror trying to be like, if my bust were bigger, if my legs were longer, what would what would be more interesting for George? Because he's so interested in his painting and not in me. Mm-hmm. I want I want which is so sad. It is so sad. Her. Oh, yeah. Like also like you can see it rewatching it you can see it from like the artist's perspective of where he has like other things he's worrying about besides just her although obviously she wishes her his preference was to just worry about her and not his work totally yeah so we we she's just and like it like this is a classic tale i believe like you were saying that girl falls for guy but guy is interested in his own hobbies and not into girl but that makes her love him more it's more, like yeah yeah almost like a cliche which it's only true because it happens a lot <laughs> it, yeah so it's comparable what's, what's more desirable than someone with zero time for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah what few things <laughs> exactly so we're learning about how george paints the pictures with his pointillistic um, technique which is he's making little dots of blue and red, and that your eye combines it to be violet or purple. So he's experimenting with this new technique, and that's what is eventually going to make him a very famous artist, but it's probably after his death, unfortunately. Uh, But one of his songs, I'm going to just skip to this song because it's close to the end of Act 1, but not saying we won't talk about other things, but this is a good George song. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that noise was. Like a typewriter. Tick. Oh, that was my knuckles. Oh, that's funny. It was really loud. It sounded <laughs> like you were you. typing on a typewriter. Thank you. Talent. <laughs> Mademoiselles. Good. Let her look for me to tell me why she left me, as I always knew she would. I had thought she understood. They have never understood, and no reason that they should. But if anybody could... Finishing the hat How you have to finish the hat 
how you watch the rest of the world from a window while you finish the hat mapping out a sky what you feel like planning a sky what you feel when voices that come through the window go until the distance and die until there's nothing but sky now you're always turning back too late from the grass or the stick or the dog or the light and how the kind of woman that's willing to wait knows however you live there's a part of you always standing by mapping out the sky finishing a hat starting on a hat finishing a hat look i made a hat where there never was a hat. Woo! Just slightly easier than the title song. I would say so. And just a skosh. Oh, just a skosh. So we know. Um, Go ahead. Ran- random, but in one of the um, videos that I watched prior to recording this um mandy patinkin says um because of the way sondheim writes his music that he just focuses on the actual words that he's singing and like doesn't focus on like the tune melody at all just because like it's so precise and then obviously to give it more feeling you have to have to say it with how it's supposed to be read and not just like you're singing it yeah, what I like about Mandy Patinkin, and I've heard a similar thing from Patti Lapone before, who is a big Sondheim actress herself, but they are like, okay, number one, actor. I want to act the feeling of the lyrics because there's so much there, and the song is almost secondary. So I'm not a singer-actor. I'm an actor that is singing, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he totally said, oh, <laughs> how did he talk? He was like, well, Stephen Sondheim writes very... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. The way he writes the lyrics is a lot packed in there, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, he sounds just like that. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And we know at this time he's mad because Dot was kind of like dating the baker, right? Is that who it is? Yeah, yeah the baker. Um, yeah. Everybody loves Leo. Leo? Now you're asking questions I don't know. <laughs> but, like, let's be fair. I did a good job studying this before we recorded. <laughs> there you go. Because, like, that Louis. original that original reaction was not ideal. <laughs> mm. Got you. Yeah, your first reaction, you had to do a little more thinking about it and studying later. Yeah, yeah. It's Louie. Everybody loves Louie. No, 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 no. She ended up liking the baker more than the painter, which makes sense. And that made them have to go to America at one point because she's like, we're going to America, George. I'm leaving, George. So we have Dot Louie together. We have, oh, yeah, we have the reveal that she's pregnant and we think it might be George's baby. Mm-hmm. There's lots of... um vignettes where you have like Franz and you have Frida and you have the nurse and the old lady and you have the soldiers 
in the park who all end up in the painting. We do not belong together. Let's see if I recognize any of it. Oh, that's a good line. The line says, Yes, George, run to your work. Hide behind your painting. I've come to tell you I'm leaving because I thought you might care to know. Foolish of me because you care about nothing. I care about many things. Things, not people. I cannot divide my feelings as neatly as you. I'm not hiding behind my canvas. I'm living in it. What you care is for yourself. I care about this painting. You will be in this painting. I am something you can use. I hadn't thought you understood. It's because I understand. I left. I am leaving. Then there's nothing I can say, is there? Yes, George, you could tell me not to go. Say it to me, George. Tell me not to go. Something like that. Tell me that you're hurt. Tell me you're relieved. Tell me that you're bored. Anything but... Don't assume I know. Tell me what you feel. What I feel. You know exactly how I feel. Why do you insist you must hear the words when you know I cannot give you the words, not the ones you need? I have nothing to say. I cannot be what you want, what you want, George. I needed you and you left. There was no room for me. You will not accept who I am. I am what I do, which you knew, which you always knew, which I thought you were a part of. No, you are complete, George. You are your own. We do not belong together. And we should have belonged together. What made it so right together is what made it all wrong. You are complete, George. There we agree. But others will do, George. No one is you and no one can be. But no one is me, George. No one is me. We do not belong together and will never be long. You have a mission, a mission to see. Now I have one too, George, and we should have belonged together. Remember I told you and the other people in the audience that there was a song that Bernadette Peters said that when she sang it in this recorded version that she was bawling and bawling and bawling and crying because it just touched her and it made her feel such feelings about the show, about her character. And the people that were filming it were like, okay, Bernadette, great emotion. You have to re-record you singing this and overdub it because the live version that we recorded with you singing it was basically unusable because of you bawling your eyes out. 
<laughs> and so now in the filmed version that we all watched that night, it had a re-recording of it, but you can see the performance underneath it of her crying, and I, I think that's really special. Mm-hmm. But of course, for the immortal video capturing, they wanted to have it be a clean copy. Yes. I don't feel like I would have noticed had you not told us, but because you told us before it happened, um, Shelby was like, oh yeah, you can see it doesn't match her um, like her, her, her lips perfectly. Yeah, because of all the tears and the probably heavy breathing that she was probably doing. Yeah, poor lady. But good for her. I often will prefer an emotional performance to one that sounds good, but I get the right. reasoning for it in this case. Like, for the, the film recording yeah, of yeah, it. The permanent one, yeah. Let's yeah. Let's have this one be nice and then if you see it live, that'll happen. An actor will just start crying and you'll just have to deal with it, okay? Yeah. So that's what it is, is she's like, We don't belong together, which we'll hear the reprise later. Yeah. So it ends with Sunday, which did you did I ever send you a copy of what they sang in the park? Um Yes. Yeah, what they said. Sometimes passing. Yeah, so they sang it in Times Square, in where the statue is of George M. Cohen, where the TKTS stairway is, and they all sang. Oh my gosh, the all the broad. It was beautiful. The Broadway community band together and paid tribute to Sondheim by singing Sunday, and that killed me. I mean, I could watch that over and over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's pretty special. Very special. So I I uh, I encourage everyone to go watch that video because it's more of a visual. Like, yes, it is listening to them sing, but it's seeing them too. It's um, the, the video version that's the best is the one that playbill.com posted because a lot of people were there and filmed it on their own cameras those are all special i've watched them all but the one that has like the nice editing from all the different angles and the good sound is playbill.com because they have the resources and so they captured that moment in history where we all mourned sondheim's death just a couple of days after he passed in new york and all over the world us watching it yeah anyway I will. Thank you for sending me that. I probably wouldn't have seen that one otherwise. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, it it really. Um, I remember being on airport standby, and like, I think it was on Sunday that I was on airport standby, and so when I found that video, I just started crying. I was like, "Oh my god, this is beautiful." <laughs> um, I will. Everyone else on standby was like, "What is going on?" Right? They're like, "What's wrong with that guy over there? What's he doing?" <laughs> What trip did he just get called out on that he's mad about? Right. Maui? There, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a happy tear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Maui. No, I remember. It was like the milk run. <laughs> the milk run. No, but it those was. Those are sad tears. Those are sad tears. Yeah, I remember when they called me to Maui and they're like, what's wrong with Maui? And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just upset that I have to work another six hours. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> hey, it's good money. Yeah, great money. No, that was a good TFP day, if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, TFP would be our particular flight hours. I won't go into detail. <laughs> it's okay. We it, For our listeners, we don't understand our paychecks. Either. No, it's 
It's something we don't understand. And our company also doesn't understand them. So right. Legally. Legally they don't understand them. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. So funny. So this is <laughs> this is the song Sunday that they sang. I'm wondering if I can order. Design. Tension. Balance. Harmony. Sunday. the blue, purple, yellow, red water. On the green, purple, yellow, red grass. Let us
A blank page or canvas, his favorite. So many possibilities. And tell me how many of the audience were like, wait, there's more? This is just intermission. Correct. Although I, I understand like the, the need, the need, I guess, for a second part. But like, I feel like the first piece stands alone, and like to me, that was complete. Yeah, it was a no. It's a that's the beautiful artistic part of it. Part of it that I understand why it moves on is because the character of George is in eighteen. 84, right? At the beginning. Mm -hmm. So he's in 1884, but in 1984 we also have George who could or maybe isn't, maybe is, maybe is not a relative of uh, like a distant relative of George Surratt or like a ancestor, predecessor? Ancestor. Ancestor. I forget if it's clearly stated that he is or is not. I'm pretty sure it states that he is. Well, according to Marie, Marie says that Dot was her mom and that George Surratt was the father of of Marie. And Marie had George's parents and then they had George. And so George is that lineage, according to Dot. Also, this is all fictionalized anyway. It's not real. But for intents and purposes of this production, he's a relative of George, but also he is George. For the purposes of the play, because George died at 30 or 31, and then this George is living beyond 30 and 31. So we're seeing the second half of his life in another generation. So Sorry, I'm pouring, I'm pouring myself water, if you can hear that. As you need. You need to stay hydrated. Yeah, my other... My, I think my other one had ice or water, box water from the plane. So it Ew. just tasted, you know, a little bit boxy. Like cardboard! <laughs> Just a little bit. There's, a, of course, one of the famous songs that Barbra Streisand covered from Sunday in the Park with George is um, Putting It Together. Be nice, girl. You have to pay a price, girl. They like to give advice, girl. Don't think about it twice, girl. It's time to get to work. Art isn't easy, even when you're hot. Advancing art is easy, financing it is not. A vision's just a vision if it's only in your head. If no one gets to hear it, it's as good as dead. It has to come to life. So 80s, bit by bit, putting it together. Piece by piece, only way to make a work of art. Every moment makes a contribution. Every little detail plays a part. Having just a vision's no solution. Everything's dependent on execution. Putting it together, that's what counts. 
ounce by ounce, putting it together. Small amounts, adding up to make a work of art. First of all, you need a good foundation, otherwise it's risky from the start. Takes a little cocktail conversation, without the proper preparation. Having just a vision's no solution, everything depends on execution. The art of making art is putting it together, bit by bit. Link by link, making connections. Drink by drink, taking every comment as it comes. Learning how to play the politician. Like you play piano, bass, or drums, otherwise you'll find your composition isn't gonna get much exhibition. Art isn't easy. Every minor detail is a major decision. Having to keep things in scale, have to hold on to your vision. What's a little cocktail conversation if it gets the funds for your foundation? Every time I start to feel defensive, I remember vinyl is expensive. Dot by dot, building up the image. Shot by shot, keeping it at a distance doesn't pay. If you remember your objective, not to give your privacy away. A little bit of hype can be effective, long as you can keep it in perspective. Even when you get some recognition, everything you do, you still audition. Art isn't easy. Overnight, you're a trend in the right combination. Then the trend's at an end. You suddenly last your sensation. All they ever want is reputation. All they really like is what they know. Gotta keep a link with your tradition. Gotta learn to trust your intuition. While you reestablish your position so you can be on exhibition. So your work can be on exhibition. Be new, girl. They tell you till they're blue, girl. Barbara Streisand changed it from being a visual medium artist to a musician artist. I feel like I could see the star swipes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 80s. As you were singing to that. Ah! Crazy. But act two is actually a lot shorter. You have Marie, who's 100 years old, and she's like, my mother was Dot, and this George is a great, great grandson of George Surratt. And they're like, oh, we don't have proof of that. Marie's, you know. She's like, I got the grammar book of Dot's. And that's where Marie gets her name, of course, because in the grammar book that Dot was teaching herself how to read, it was like, Marie gets the ball. Marie gives the ball to Steve. Well, why does Steve always get the ball and not Marie? And so it's all tongue in cheek. And then she sings a song of um, to George. Um, he would have liked you, you know. And then it's cute. But then they're planning their trip to France him and Marie, and then bum, 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 what happens? Oh, I don't know. So weeks <laughs> later, Marie has died, and George has to go to the French government to do a presentation of the, the chroma loom on the island, and that's his futuristic art piece. Do you like how all the characters from Act 1 are playing like modern 80s characters in Act 2? Yes, I did like that aspect of it, of the second act. Yeah, so clever. It was funny, because you're watching all of them do totally different characters. Anyway, well, how would you describe his little chroma loom art piece, modern art? So far from his ancestors' artwork. Like, yeah. it's still art. It's diff just so different. Though. It's like lasers and projection and... yeah. 
trippy. Trippy, but I guess that's where they thought art was going in that generation. It kind of still does because I keep getting advertisements for a Van Gogh exhibit that has like projections of Van Gogh's art all around a room that you kind of walk in. And I'm like, that reminds me of Sunday in the Park with George. (laughs) Hopefully just works just a bit better than his projectors. Mm -hmm. And what I love about this is the final scene is him in the the park in Paris, the Grand Jaunt or whatever park it is, and all of a sudden the image of Dot appears to modern day George. And I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get <laughs> the titular song, one of the more famous ones, I think. And it's this one called Move On, and it's similar to the other one. It's good to see you, George. Not that I ever forgot you. You gave me so much. What did I give you? Well, you taught me about concentration. At first, I thought that meant just being still. But I was to understand it meant much more. You meant to tell me to be where I was, not someplace in the past or future. I worried too much about tomorrow. What about you? Are you working on something new? No, I'm not working on anything new. That is not like you, George. I've nothing to say. You have many things. Well, nothing that's not been said by you, though, George. I do not know where to go. And nor did I. I want to make things that count. Things what will be. I did what what I I had to do. on stop worrying where you're going move on if you can know where you're going you've gone just keep moving on I chose and my world was shaken so what The choice may have been mistaken, the choosing was not. You have to move on. Look at what you want, not at where you are, not at what you'll be. Look at all the things you've done for me. Opened up my eyes. Taught me how to see. Notice every tree. Notice every tree. Understand the light. Understand the light. Concentrate on now. I want to move on. I want to explore the light. I want to know how to get through. Through to something new. Something of my Worrying if your vision is new. Let others make that decision, they usually do. Just keep moving on. 
Look at what you've done, then at what you want, not at where you are, what you'll be. Look at all the things you gave to me, let me give you something in return. The color of your hair, and the way you catch the light, and the care. And the feeling And the life We've always belonged together We will always belong Just keep moving on. Anything you do, let it come from you, then it will be new. Give us more to see. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. That's a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Sunday in the Park with George. I believe... It ends with what? It ends with Dot and George singing. It's so good. Yeah. Sunday. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Any any final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts. I would say I think it takes two tries, like a second watch or maybe watching other clips online to make you like I don't know appreciate it more for sure because just on the first viewing I went in knowing not much and given we were talking through a lot of it (laughs) which didn't (laughs) help (laughs) but like a second paying attention in the mood to watch art instead of just in the mood to watch a movie is is great yeah, would, wa- would watch again. Maybe not the same old version. Maybe no. a newer version. No, but, but it, very good. what's nice is we've seen the original. We've seen what the original cast gave to us, and now if someone else puts it on, we'll have a new way of looking at it. Yes, I love that. I love that too. And I guess all that's left to do is tune back into our original broadcast live version of the podcast watching the show and our final thoughts that night having not With some very insightful <laughs> yes just our like rough that. snap judgments <laughs> yeah yeah i just love shelby in the audience judging me for not saying more and then so she got up on the mic and then she talked about something non-related to the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't put the money where her mouth was. Yeah, I expected her to say something very, like, art highfalutin. 
sounds like you went to school for art kind of thing. Like mm. that's how that's the judgment I was getting off of her from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love this is gonna be Shelby's second appearance on one of our podcasts. So amazing. Yes. yes. And next time we do if she's on another we need to if she's on another one with me with just our like at home we need to figure out a different solution because on the original podcast she's in survivor she kind of like fades out a little bit yeah if she's not talking right into your ear she does seem to fade out yes and like i was struggling to just like keep my ear pointed at her like sometimes i was looking at the tv because we were playing big brother or we were playing the survivor episode that's how i was remembering everything that was going on in the competitions and stuff because <laughs> like we actively had it on mute on the television and so i was watching nice. that which was away from shelby should be good well, sort it out. Well, sort i'm it sure she out. sounds fine on that clip though when she walks up to the mic i'm sure that sounds great yeah that yeah this episode she's golden so if you like art and you like musicals, this is a good combination. Yes. And that's well said. Thank you. Art isn't easy. Barbara. So true. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I have to say about that. Perfect. And we'll assess what we'll do next. Sounds good. Hey everyone, we just watched what? Sunday in the park with George. Sunday in the park <laughs> with George. <laughs> well, there are worse things than staring in the water on Sunday. There are worse things than staring at the water when you stand in the on a Sunday. You make everything sound like the song from Company to me. <laughs> well, I mean, Sondheim wrote Company. Sondheim wrote Sunday in the Park the with George. We actually had three people now in three, the audience. Three whole people. Well, five if you include us. We're right. in the audience. There was five of us in the audience. Three are looking at us right now going, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> what, were you, what was your reaction to the show? Devin wants to know what your reaction to the show was, Hannah. I feel like she gestured at you. <laughs> but Both of y'all. Going in, I didn't know anything about it. So it was a bit confusing at first. But uh, when these pieces started coming together for the painting, it's very interesting. Yeah, um, I know in Sondheim's book, although I don't have the quote in front of me, but he said... <laughs> Shelby says you needed to have said more than that. So yeah. in a minute, and maybe she could, just come she could up also here. come up to the microphone and say more things. Um, I will I say, yes. <laughs> simple souls speak survivor. Simple souls speak survivor. But we're talking about Sunny in the Park with George. Um, no, in Sondheim's book, he wrote a portion of what touched him was the lyric forever in one of the songs because he's like, to imagine what these people must have thought or if they could have thought, if they would have known that they would have been immortalized in a painting that is so freaking famous and what their reaction to that would be because it's it's many, 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 many years later. And just to fathom what they could have thought about that moment being immortalized forever in a painting, it, it made him cry. It touched him. And he cries at Animal Planet, so it's okay, you know. <laughs> I also cry at that song. That's deep. 
it's deep. I cried the song at the end when I, you've got to move on. Stop worrying if your vision is true. Let others make that decision. They usually do. You've got to move on. Anyway, what songs did you like? Oh, um, you're asking specifics. Please don't ask me specifics. They weren't exactly songs that, like, you're singing in your head after the show if you've never seen it before. So there's not a tune you can hum. No, there's not. There's not a tune that goes bum, 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 bum. Maybe after my second, you know, viewing of of the production, I would know one. But I can't even think of a song off the top of my head other than... George something something George it's just a lot of the singing of the name George George pay attention to me George (laughs) pay attention to me George I have a question all right question from the audience what does what does he have to move on from I think move move on from yourself that's my interpretation like Get out, Stop, of your head. get out of your head. Stop worrying if your vision is the right vision. You know, others are going to watch your art or watch what you put out there in the world. They'll make that decision. You don't have to fixate on it. You don't have to obsess over it. And if, yeah, if you think about it, the George in the final act is technically a different character. However, Dot is the same character singing to her George, which is now the new George. It's a different person. But she's saying the same advice, like, stop obsessing over your art, Mm -hmm. because you kind of, like, effed me over. I went to America, and you were like, bye, peace out. But really, move away from yourself, get over it, make art, and then if people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, because George Surratt died at age 30, they were saying. 31. 31. Mm. And didn't didn't sell a single painting in his lifetime. However, Uh. he's in... He's in the Museum of Art in Chicago and other re- so reproductions in other museums. Who gets those rich residuals? <laughs> Not Marie. Marie is dead now. So even he, 100 years later, could have a musical, you know. Well, and think about this. Stephen Sondheim wrote this musical, and he died just a few days ago at the age of 91. And we're going to remember him forever, I assume, for as long as we keep records. Uh, well, no, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. As long as we're living, we will remember that Stephen Sondheim was on this earth. Yeah. Mark my words. That's right. correct. And he, and so was Dot's character, <laughs> I was confused, did Dot's character look at the young George and think she was talking to her old George? Or did she know she was talking to her great-great-grandson? That's a good question. I guess it's open for interpretation. I'm confused. I see it as... She's talking to her George. I, I feel like she's talking to her George, but it's the same advice that young George should know. And that's what Shelby thinks. I agree. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it makes me... It makes me... It, it makes me um, emotional. I like it. What, what, and you... I, I think, Anna, you speak for the room. Upon further viewings of this show, you would probably appreciate it more and more each time, not necessarily just now. Correct. (laughs) It's a lot to take in in one viewing. It's a lot to take in. Especially if you come in in like the last 15 minutes like I did. Yeah, one of our audience members came in just (laughs) at the last part of the last act. A bottle of vino deep. 
Yeah. <laughs> Here's Here's who lunch. Oh, Devin and I were at the hotel in Anchorage, and these effing fur-coated ladies walked by, and we both turned, and we said, Here's to the ladies who lunch. <laughs> Because they both had, they all had expensive fur coats on and like you know manicured toes and they're all in their like fifties and sixties. We're going to the crow's nest at the Captain Cook Hotel. They clearly, we just we just assumed they were ladies who lunch, so we started singing that. And our coworker was like, "Oh my gosh, Lorraine, it's good to see you." And we're like, "Oh my gosh, you know her? We just cracked a joke about her, but cool, cool." <laughs> from from company. <laughs> Sounding star chimes in comes company. And we've already covered company. We've covered company. We've covered it. She doesn't listen I to my work. I was not included in that one. She doesn't listen to my work. I she know. doesn't listen. <laughs> I do not listen to your podcast. George doesn't see. None of them. George doesn't understand me. Richard has a few podcasts. Well, there are worse things than staring at the water on a Sunday. There are worse things I could okay. do. Can we talk about your next one that you need to watch is Paint Your Wagon? Yeah, so we have um, a request. The word next is hard, though, because West Side Story is out in theaters next okay, week, so which should have been your this. next, next one, because Paint Your Wagon well, is a classic. We will cover it. We will. We <laughs> make a promise right now to our listener, Shelby, yeah. that we will cover Paint <laughs> Your Wagon. Our non-listener, Shelby. I'll listen for that one, because I'll be on it. Well, she's listening to this one, because she's in the room that we're making the podcast in. <laughs> All right. We'll come back later. I, I will re-listen to some of the songs, and I will have better opinions. Yes, 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 yes. Paint Your Wagon and West Side Story. Well, all I have to do, really, for this podcast is just sing all the songs and then I go, in the park with George. Uh, yeah, Anna's really good going. Yay, Richard! Yay! She's like Chris Jenner. You're doing great, sweetie. Sweetie, you're doing great. What are they doing? You're doing great at it. Any other things to react? No, I think Shelby has some opinions, but she's not. Saying. You have to come to the mic. Come to the mic. I already said that. Anyone else want to come to the mic for some last final thoughts? It's good. I think I need to probably rewatch it and not talk through half of it because we all talked through half of it. As a listener, as an audience member who came in the last 15 minutes of this musical, I have to say, uh, I didn't realize that one of the main uh, actors was Saul from Homeland. (laughs) And I just have to point that out because I encourage everyone to make a Google image search and you'll know who I'm talking about. And you're going to think, is that really him? And I'm just wondering, uh, you know. Is it really him? Yeah, is it really him? It is. I guess it it is. is. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Shelby, I feel like you have to get up and be on mic now. Oh I feel like you have to at this point. I don't. I know, but it felt like you. It just felt like you had a lot of things to say about the play. No, I don't have much to say other than it's just interesting to see like these actors from the, you know, the 80s and 90s that we now see in our movies and shows, and you don't realize that they had such a big start on Broadway like back in the day. And I mean, it doesn't seem like back in the day, but it was damn near 40 years ago. Woo! So, 
But it surprises me a lot, like the actors and the older actors and younger, um, but that start out on Broadway and they're really, really good. And they're, you just don't realize it. So it's awesome. It's great. Woo! Now, Devin, I haven't heard your voice on the microphone. On the mic? So I feel like to make this a complete podcast episode. I just don't know what to say. I'll just say that Stephen Sondheim provided some amazing classic American musicals. Some I've seen, some I have not. Like this one about a wagon I gotta go. Paint your wagon! Paint your wagon! With a young Clint Eastwood that I need to see. I really do. I have not seen that. And um, I enjoyed this Sunday in the Park with George. I'll admit there were moments where I didn't know what was really going on and perhaps a little um, bored. I, it's artistic. It's, I get it. It's a different type of musical. It's not your typical it's singing and dancing, art. tap dancing. <gasps> yeah, the art of making art. The art of making art. It's a sophisticated musical for one who has a very high attention span and... But I may I, just let, let the listeners know I made you pay attention just to the great songs. Yes, we had our moments of conversation in between the lulls, and then Richard brought, made us our, uh, pay attention when there were you know really significant numbers, like the one with Bernadette and George at the end. Yeah. What was that one called, or how did it go? You've got to move on. We always belong together. We will always belong together. Something like that. Yeah. And so that that number was really good. And uh, I would uh, I would see a live presentation of this if the opportunity presented itself. I don't think I want to sit through this uh, film ad- adaptation again. No, we we would. But and, I would see a live version. Yeah. And if I could get a good bootleg of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. If I got Jake Gyllenhaal's version, like Jake a good. Gyllenhaal a good bootleg of it, I would love to see that too. Because I've seen this version, and that's why I needed you guys to see it, because I was like, oh, Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters, you cannot not see that version. But now that we've seen it, we can, you've got to move on, just keep moving on. Um, Broadway, baby, you have to sign off. Oh, Oh, no. So thank you so much for joining us live, audience. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Way worth it to hear her voice, right? Um, thank you, and... Um, I'll do better later. No, but, like, listen listen to our podcast next time. 100% I will from now on. She, if she's not on it, she won't. Well, we'll put her on it every time. Every time. Every time you say, uh, we're putting you on. Woo! All right, love you guys. This is Broadway Baby, Musical Maniac, signing off. Do I sing the song again? No, because we're going to record the rest of this later. All right, we're recording the rest of this episode later. I still want to sing the song for David. Okay. So I lied. I lied to you about what I was going to do. Specific for this series of episodes. Sing it, Tuts. She's just a Broadway He's a musical maniac. Each episode they sit right back and watch a new show. <laughs> this Broadway duo is 
sad to hear the passing of that musical writing god of Stephen Sondheim. So we want to take a step to make a tribute to him to watch the shows he wrote to otherwise promote the genius he is until after we see each one of Sondheim's shows only then we'll truly know the glory of his music writing tunes as well as the lyrics to make a damn good podcast show. I think it was worth it to do it live again, to do the song live again. All right. Anna and I will catch you up next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow. That was amazing. I know. We didn't expect to make a podcast tonight, but it was worth it. It was way worth it. I know we're like tidy wow. up, gotta clean ignore, up. Ignore me. You're this is so just, fun. This is just who I am. This is who I am at parties. You're great. You're like, we gotta tidy up, we gotta get going. Bit by bit, putting it together. Trash by trash, gotta get the things into the trash.